0: Welcome back, mates, to the Top Step. This is episode number seven. I'm going to get right into it. A couple reminders and a couple announcements, too. If you do have a word of the day, Aussies or Americans, if you heard something that Australians say, you want, to, you want us to explain into big detail, uh, send it in to us. Hit us up at the Top Step podcast on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, and on our community page over at Facebook. Make sure you go subscribe wherever you listen to this, whether it be Apple. Spotify, Stitcher, all the rest of them, go check out www.thetopstep.com. We've got a lot to get to. That's Grouse is a great segment. We celebrate Freedom Day back in Australia, which happened just a few days ago in New South Wales. I'm sorry. Only New South Wales had their Freedom Day. We dive into that. We also dive into the playoffs. They have been so much fun. All right, let's get right into it. Enjoy. Have a few laughs in that workout, on that commute. Whatever you're doing right now, enjoy this episode. As Grant Balfour joins me right here on The Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Rowland-Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> the Hall, Hall of Famer. Of famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be... A story for the rest of his life, <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. and the inning is over. But what an inning it was! As six, Victor Martinez and grabbed off for joy and benches it clear. My goodness, this. This is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up, he talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he
1: talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that he wants to fight You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. All right, Grant, how are
0: we
1: doing, man? Yeah, good, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. We're just talking. Boy, it came in. I'm still still laughing. I can't contain myself. Lucasade, mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're talking about sports drinks and and the likes.
0: Luca's yeah. Right up there
1: with the Gatorade, mate. With the Luca's Aid, it gets you right. It's That's a, right, mate. I, I only found I, in Australia, as far as I know.
0: When I was a kid, yeah, you'd be sick or something. You either had the flat sprite. Did you ever have the flat sprite when you were sick?
1: You know, it depends on where you're shopping at. You shop at Coles, you get the you know, the name brand. Or if you go to Jules, you get no name. You know, like cola, orange drink, lemon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my mum
1: my used to give me the no.
0: flat right sprite when I, I don't know what I was supposed to do, maybe like take the bubbles uh, out and the sugar or something. But then we had Lucas I remember that was a big deal. It's like, man, I'll just get you a Lucasade if you're feeling uh, crook. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you're feeling good, it'll get you right. But God, it was it was pretty bloody awful to be from memory. Almost tastes like medicine, mate, as a kid. Yeah,
0: like the, the Gatorade over here, mate. They throw all the sugar in there, but no, Lucas A wasn't messing around. It was straight electrolytes, like you said, like just all, all the stuff to get you right. But yeah, it yeah. didn't have the best taste. All right, listen, all right, let, 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 let's dive right into it. Um, we've got a lot to get to today. We've got playoff baseball to get to. Uh, a couple of guys we want to break down. A couple of big series that we we watched uh, at the time of recording this. I do want to say we ha- are recording this a few days before this comes out, so we may be a couple of days behind, but that's all right. We always kick it off with word of the day. Grant, what do you got, mate? You got a good one. For, you got a good one for us today. <laughs> what is it?
1: Uh, the word of the day, mate, is you got tickets on yourself. So <laughs> I, know, I know there's a couple of words there, but it's the a phrase of the day. The phrase yeah, yeah. of the day, I suppose. But it's uh, you got tickets on yourself. <laughs> Go ahead, mate.
0: <laughs> That's a good one because you come home from Australia. I mean, you come home to Australia, you're playing professional baseball, which, which it's rare, even playing in the minor leagues, even the lowest levels when you're 18, 19, and you try and talk about some of your accomplishments or something. You never do that in Australia. You get knocked down right away. Someone will oh, say you've yeah. got tickets on yourself, basically saying, you know, you, you, you're full of yourself. You're in love with yourself. You're up yourself. Another one in Australia. <laughs> But, but basically, it, it's boasting. I'm going to look up the, the, the correct definition here. But have you, ever, have you ever had someone say, oh, mate, you got tickets on yourself?
1: Yeah, mate. I suppose, you know, I would hope not but from memory. But, you know, joking around with your friends, yeah, we kind of, you know, mess around. I think jokingly, we do that with each other, right? Yeah. For sure, yeah, other than that, hopefully, i will try to keep myself grounded.
0: I'm, I'm talking, whatnot. I'm talking friends and family, you know, what I mean, like, especially your mates. You get mean, like, oh, mate, you got tickets on yourself. If, you, if yeah. you, you make one comment about, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I struck some guy out, it's like, oh, yeah. mate, all right, right, on, mate, like,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, they're all over you, and I like, you know, like, you white know, like on rice, mate,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so the, the correct definition to have an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or value, to be conceited. Uh, the evidence for this phrase dates from 1904. I can go into the whole meeting. Yeah, you know what? You got splash, mate. Where's Where does where where tickets on on yourself? Basically what? You're selling tickets to your own show or something. Is that what that means?
1: Yeah, I suppose. And got again, tickets on yourself, mate. Yeah.
0: And this is that moment come, again. Come
1: watch the show. It's all about me. <laughs> yeah, something Grand, like that, I suppose. The Grant
0: Balfour Show.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: Let's have a look. Oh. They're
1: kidding themselves, aren't they? Here we go. Basically, that's what it is, mate. It's just some blokes just, like you said, full of himself, up himself. And then you get your, your mates around you, just like, come on, mate. You're kidding yourself. Aren't you? Like, We've heard enough already, you know? Yeah. And basically, <laughs> just shut, basically, just shut him down, shut his ego down and bring him, yeah. trying to bring him back down to <laughs> earth, I suppose.
0: <laughs> and I remember Andrew Bogut talked about this when he, when he was the first pick overall. He said in Australia, yeah. if you try and talk about... Any of your accomplishments, you get shut down right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which whatever. Yeah. And and for me, look, it was always that thing you go home and you never want to talk about yourself too much or or you know, brag or any of that kind of stuff. But in the States, yeah. I find that in the US, it's one of these things where, like, especially like with, with kids, in the States, yeah. you're like, hey, that, that's great. Good job. The high fives and the handshakes and the whole thing in Australia. Yeah. It's just like, right home, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they kind of. I don't know, it's just different over there. They're like it is, it's yeah. almost like it's expected, I suppose. I don't know. They're like, Yeah, right, eh? yeah. <laughs> It's just like no recognition. you know the recognition level is just real low, you know. Oh, yeah. You just like I don't know. I don't know how we got through it, but uh maybe that's why we, we stay grounded. We're not really, you know, or we come over here and you you don't mind talking a little bit about your accomplishments from accomplishments here and there, but you know, you're not gonna get too carried away because you nah. just know from back home, it's like is mate? Right. No, and
0: anyone listening to this podcast who knows you or has
1: listened to mm-hmm. me
0: can pretty much get the get the hint that, that we're not full of ourselves or whatever. That and you haven't got that, tickets
1: on yourself, mate.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like for example, I'm not going to read to you. this is a huge, by the way, man. I should put this link up. This is a huge explanation of the tickets on yourself, 1904 explanation. I'm not going to dive into the whole thing, but there, there is one phrase here. Does that guy have tickets on himself or what? And then the answer is oh yes, he's definitely his favorite topic of conversation. So basically it's like <laughs> Yeah, you're selling tickets to the Top Step podcast, basically. If we're if we're just sitting here hammering on about ourselves, put it that exactly. Way. Yeah. All right. So, word of the day. That was a good one, and I know a lot of Australians, a lot of feedback. I appreciate um, checking the inbox and talking about different places. Grant has got another iconic, not big icon later on to, to dive into, but one yeah. that he's brought up that his friends have brought to his attention. He's done some research on as well. So appreciate all the feedback and and everything else. Uh, Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So let's dive into these playoffs, man. Your boys, the Rays, what happened, dude? What happened?
1: Oh, mate, you know, they had uh, the hundred wins, the most in the American league this year. You know, I love to follow. They're a great team. They're fun to watch. And, um, you know, obviously being a, a former Ray and sort of setting the table, I would say back in 2008, um, on my years there, the three or four years I had there, and then came back again. You know, obviously being the first playoff run there and sort of getting it all started, so to speak, for the Rays. It's great to see the organization doing so well. Yeah. Just felt, you just feel like they are a team that could have obviously gone further and then obviously have a chance to win the whole thing. But, you know, one of the things was obviously everyone's talking about is Juan De Franco. I mean, that, that guy is yeah. unbelievable to watch. Uh, some of the things that he has done already at the age of 20. You know, we saw what he did in the regular season in a limited time that he had up. And now in the playoffs, I mean, going out there, he was seven for 19, four of those extra base hits. He's breaking records left and right with the likes of, like, old-timer names, you know, like we're talking Frankie Robinson and all these guys, you know, at that age anyway. Yeah, he came up with a huge home run there, got him back in the game, some great plays, I know he made one play late in the game that I'm glad they got out of it for him because um, it was a wild throw to first on a pick. I know he felt down on himself; you could just see it from watching the game. But yeah, uh, yeah
0: he, he's going to be an absolute, absolute star, man. You mentioned it to 20 years old. <laughs> you forget, like 20 I mean, years old, man. I mean, fifth youngest crazy. player to to hit a home run in the playoffs. You mentioned some of those, and that's the history of the game. Like we're talking yeah. over 100 plus years. Fifth yeah. youngest player, 20 years old. Yeah, here, here's one for you, man. Like, Because you've you've been in the playoffs or the postseason six times, a couple yeah. times with the Twins, a couple times with the Rays, a couple times with the A's. And you've got some of the young players. I don't know if you, you yeah. have had 20-year-old 20 or 21, 22-year-old on the team.
1: Jeez, i I'll have to think back to that. I remember having a few younger guys. Yeah, there were some younger guys on the team. I don't think that young, though. That's, um, that just takes me back to rookie ball days and A ball just thinking like, I know myself. I was 19 when I came over. Get to the big leagues when you're 23, but this kid's like playing with guys you were playing with in rookie ball and A ball, and so Same. this kid's already been there, done that, and done it at a higher level. And now he's in the big leagues, just breaking records and and just showing what a superstar he was. He was the you know the the number one overall prospect in the minor leagues, and he's just proven that and more. I mean, you know, sometimes you get these guys that have these. There's a lot of hype, and then it takes them a little time to get through it. This guy seems to have just hit the road running, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. uh, he's unbelievable. So,
0: And you see some of these young players, early 20s, not 20 years old. First of all, when I was 20, that was, what, 2003, 20 years yeah. old. And thinking back, man, I was, cl- I was in A-ball. Like you said, you, you yeah. were in A-ball. I was clueless, yeah. man. I had 2003 was the first time I ever got a chance to go over and back up a big league game. I didn't I didn't think I pitched. But I went yeah. you know, in spring training. How they send over A-ball guys that yeah. they think are going to be, can, you know, hold themselves together to get yeah. thrown into a spring training game. If the starters yeah. or a pitcher gets blown out, they just throw some minor league arm in, and you, you wear the number ninety-six on your jersey. I mean, they just throw your jersey with no name on the back or anything,
1: yeah. and
0: you're over. You're 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 amongst men. <clears throat> you know, and I was oh, twenty yeah. years old, and I'm around these big leagues, and they were just eons away from the level I was at. Yeah, you know yep. mentally physically they also say like mm. that you don't hit your peak physically mentally until you're 24 25 26 oh, years yeah because you yeah. see that a bunch man you see players who are 19 20 21 and they're talented or whatever else they never get there because psychologically they just can't keep up and then all of a sudden they're 26 yep. we see that i see that in australia too these aussies who go over just get doors blown off go back yeah. And, and then they go back and they're playing like the ABL or something. And all of a sudden, 26, they've actually matured a little bit. But, yeah. dude, 20 frigging years old, man. That, that's insane. And, and, and yeah. the reason I ask about if guys, you've played. I mean, played the guy
1: with- can't even have a drink if they did win the whole thing. That's right. I mean? that's can't right, even right. have his champers, mate. <laughs> you can't even. Yeah, <laughs> Champagne can't even- shower, but that's it. Don't don't be pouring it down your mouth.
0: Yeah, how does that work? Let me ask you. I know. What you just because there's media and everything doing the whole you know when there's popping champagne. Yeah, I mean uh, you know
1: it's it it's a it's a good question one we might have to look into. <laughs> but, uh, obviously, back in Australia, everybody if they don't know, back in Australia it's eighteen. See, they've already had a head start. They're already professional drinkers back in Australia by <laughs> the time they get over here at <laughs> yeah, Uh
0: yeah,
1: This kid's good. from the Dominican, so I'm sure he's had a had a swig couple or two days. on a couple. of. Couple of drinks. Yeah, I didn't but, know what the um, what the age is here, there, man.
0: I remember hey. I've played in the Dominican Republic. dude. There's like 16, walkers, 16 year olds walking around. I'm like, Damn, oh I yeah, don't know what the I'm age not is. sure
1: they have an age. I think it's eighteen. Sure, but who it. knows?
0: But uh, you, you, get over, <laughs> you get over here and say, you're right, man. It's 21. But think about that, dude. Because there's so many young players, and mm-hmm. you know, I've seen it. You know, with the, the Mariners, guys who come up and they're rookies, and and you know, they have a little bit of success. But mate, when, when push comes to shove, and you get in the playoffs. It's, it's just a different breed, man, isn't it? I mean, he's oh, that yeah. different breed. Obviously, he's already shown that. So you already know he's yeah. going to handle any kind of thing in front of him.
1: That's the guy you want on your team. And he's going to be the franchise of this team here for a long time. You know, we've gone through some guys, the face of the team with Longoria, who I was going to bring up later in the show with a big home run there for the Giants. And we got a few things to talk about with that series. Little crazy stuff going on out there. But, yeah, then you went through, you know, I think Kiermaier, the face here, and now uh, Wanda Franco, just a stud. So, unfortunately, they're um, going home packing, and the Red Sox are going to move on. So, Red Sox nation, congratulations to them out there. I would have liked to have seen the Rays go on uh, personally myself.
0: Kiermaier, he's a free agent at the end of this year, right, from the Rays?
1: Uh, um, He may have one year in his contract. He may have one more year.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad.
1: I think yeah, he has one more year in the contract, so yeah, it'd be interesting right. to see if they uh, if they hold on to him. They try to trade him. You know how the Rays are. If uh, if there's some value there and uh, the contract's expiring, I could see them looking at different avenues to maybe trade and and move guys around. But because because just
0: just again, how on that you think of the Rays and. Won the AL East, you know, the Yankees. everyone was healthy all of a sudden. For the Yankees, they were supposed to be big. Obviously, the Red Sox who are still in the playoffs. The Blue Jays, they come out, they win the AL East, and here they are, literally under less than a week. They're done, done for the year. And it's uh, it's
1: oh, done man. like a dinner, mate.
0: Yeah. And we, we talked about that last <laughs> week, but uh, <laughs> yeah, done like a dog's <laughs> dinner. But they but it's and now all of a sudden the Rays look at this and say, okay, now we have to because we we live off a small budget. Now we have to figure out how we're going to construct this team again. We've got guys moving around. Nelson Cruz was a big addition. Obviously, he's not going to be there next year. You know, wonder, Frank, mm-hmm. wonder, Frankie, build around him. It's just nuts, man. The MLB playoffs, and this is something for another time too, teasing for another episode. I do want to dive into when we get a chance in this offseason because it's going to be a big, big thing. Rule yeah. changes. I want to get your take on the rule changes and, and take on the on the playoff structure as it is right now too. Yeah. We'll get to that. All right, let, let's move on to that Giants and Dodgers series. That is a blast, dude. I'm, I'm yeah. loving watching that. We'll
1: man. go uh, <laughs> National League West. Obviously, the these two teams were the, the most winningest teams. 107 wins from the Giants, 106 wins from the LA Dodgers. It took 162 games to get a uh, division championship. Crazy. Which is crazy because, you know, you think you win 107 games, you'd probably think obviously were the first team to clinch the playoffs, but you'd think you'd win the division probably two weeks to go with 107 wins, but it takes all the way to the end of the year. They were neck and neck the whole way. So honestly, I watched the St. Louis and the Dodgers game. I was either way, whatever happens, happens. But I do think that the Dodgers deserve to be there in this series after as many games as they won. So it's... It's a great series. Uh, they obviously the they've started off one to one, and then last night's game was uh, Scherzer on the mound. You know, you just knew it was going to be one of those pitchers duels. It was just, yeah. Just if you if you know baseball, you just see like Scherzer. If he, that guy's, I was going to use trying to find a word from him, and then the, the word I came up with was was he's immortal, mate. He's, yeah. I mean, the guy just goes out there. You talk about being consistent. That guy's more consistent than than anyone you could ever think of he's a he's a future hall of famer and amazing so um he goes out there last night and throws up goose egg after goose egg and so does alex wood and and the giants pitchers. and they're they're out there in this type of weather that people were saying that they haven't seen in 35 years i mean they had 14 mile an hour winds and at times 40 mile an hour gusts you saw some of the palm trees over there and the dust and debris that was flying around even saw scherzer there for a minute get blown out of his uh his wind up you know, he had to actually stop mid pitch and recorrect himself. I, you know, I watched a, another clip there on Longoria. He said it's he's never stepped out of the box that much in his whole career. And the guy's been playing in the big leagues for what, 12, 13 years. So,
0: you know, you mentioned, first of all, the Dodgers 58 home wins. That's the most of anyone. And you mentioned Max Scherzer. hasn't lost a game. They haven't lost a game when he's been on the mound, the Dodgers, all year since, since the trade. That was, by the way, the yeah. biggest trade acquisition, which. Trade acquisitions are so such a gamble that was massive getting him. And, like you said, man, he's immortal. He has that thing. And he was on last year, he was on with me on this podcast on the top step. And and he just talked about stuff like he wins a Cy Young literally. And and you can go back and listen to it a week later. He's gone back to find out the weak links of that year to correct them. Like one year's changeup wasn't quite right, for example. Yeah. And he's like, um, well, my changeup didn't feel right. I'm like, dude, you just want the freaking Cy Young. Go, they're like, yeah, go, go on holiday. so and you on a,
1: yeah,
0: go on all of those, mate. Go, to, <laughs> go down to the bloody, go, go to the big banana, would you? Like, just relax, yeah, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to the beach. But it was crazy, nah, man. He's just a very hard on himself, obviously. By, uh,
1: but that's imagine- what makes him him. Obviously, you know, he yeah. picks himself apart, and that's what makes him so good.
0: Yeah, now there's a couple things you brought up. I want I want to get to Longoria in a second and then a couple of these veteran players with the Giants, but that series man has been fun because the Giants and the Dodgers massive rivalry. They've, they haven't played each other in the playoffs ever. This is the first time. Crazy to think about. Um, yeah. and that that Dodger Stadium. um, did you spend? Did you ever play in Dodger Stadium? Because you were in the American League most of your career.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one of the stadiums I never got a chance to go to. Was crazy enough. It's hectic, dude. Yeah,
0: like the. Cra- yeah. Dude, I was with the D backs there and oh my God, that visiting bullpen warming up for a game. You feel like, seriously, you feel like you're going to get attacked. If you make eye contact with anyone, you mentioned Yankee Stadium. This is on another level, dude. It's just, they're just down there. There's, you know, 15 beers deep, all of them. And they just, (laughs) they just pack on you right on top of you. Just don't look up. It's nuts. It's like kind of this angle, angles down. And Yeah, yeah, people, people, you know, they put their head over. The minute you make eye contact, it's brutal, yeah. man. They're on you. I want to get to the weather part. This is something that and I'm sitting, you know, watching this in my living room. I'm not there, but I'm watching yeah. those gusts of winds. in LA, I lived in LA for five or six years. Yeah. And when, when they get any kind of rain or wind or any kind of weather, the whole place just can't handle it. It's really weird, man. It's a bizarre. It's a, It's just because it's doesn't, it's not used to having weather. Yeah. But dude, you, you watch that and you watch Max Scherzer, how uncomfortable he was. A guy like Max Scherzer, mm. you know, yeah, and yeah. The wind and everything else. It is frigging hard to pitch when you're thinking about mechanical cues or mentally, how are you going to get this guy out? (laughs) You've got this wind wind just driving you off the mound or rain or snow. Have you had any times in your career where you're just like, man, I just cannot get this done?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've played in several games where obviously, uh, you know, you're in Chicago or you're up North earlier in the year and it's cold and you, you know, you're trying to grip the ball or you, you know, getting loose just takes a little bit longer but what the big one that comes to mind, and just being here in the playoffs at the moment, is uh, the 2008 World Series against Philly. I mean, we, I believe, we have a record where we we sat there for two days. It started with cold rain, turned into freezing rain, and I actually was on the mound. I actually came in, came in to get a couple outs as runner on first. I remember a pop up. <clears throat> to get an out, Carlos is there, you know, dodging the rain bullets, like in his face, mm-hmm. making catches. And then that rain ended up turning into snow. Like it started to, you know, started to sleet. It was so cold. It was wet. They abandoned the game, suspended the game. We had already checked out of our hotel, actually. Oh, <laughs> um, So we checked out of the hotel. You know, we were on our way back to Tampa after this game to finish off game sixes and Seven down there if we were to win that night. So yeah, as it goes, we stop the game. Everyone's like, all right, suspended. We'll come back tomorrow. Well, we have to find some hotel out in Delaware. We're on a bus, like the traveling secretary scrambling, trying to find a hotel for us. You know, for the amount of people we've got. There's family and friends and, and the whole likes, you know, just because everybody's coming to watch. So there's way more people on hands than normal. So he did a great job doing that. We get there finally. And uh, wake up the next morning and it's just like a white Christmas. You know, I mean, it's snow everywhere. There's no chance we're playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so we're sitting in the hotel rooms and honestly, I'm just watching TV trying to get updates, what's going on? Cause it's like trying to get updates was difficult actually. And then yeah. it's like, you know, they sort of let us know All right, we're up playing and up playing. Two days go by and uh there we are. We're back out on the field. It's still cold, but just cleared up enough to play. And I actually took the ball and um started off that inning. So it was I guess in hindsight, I've got a World Series start, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of funny. But the series ended. We ended up losing that game and um basically lit that place on fire to be honest with you. They got crazy up there in Philly. But oh, bad, um man. yeah, I was Probably one of the craziest I've ever been a part of.
0: Yeah, for you Aussies out there listening to this, Philadelphia, it mm-hmm. come that time of year, it's miserable. I mean, you got you are yeah. dealing with rain, then rain turns to that icy, that's icy snow and everything else. That's something, man, that you just don't quite factor in until you're actually in, in the midst of it. And especially in a World Series too. You, I remember watching, because I was following those playoffs like a hawk, You know, because you're yeah. you know, one of my best buddies, so I'm following how you're doing, everything else. Every yeah. series, you beat the Red Sox, you go in to play the Phillies, and it's hard. They had a gun team as well, the Phillies. My God, man, <laughs> they were insane. Yeah. I remember that. I remember sitting there waiting, and when's this game going to – the delayed game, the one where you had to come back out and get a couple outs. And there was puddles on the field. You could just see how wet and damp and gross it was. I'm like, how are you supposed to get intense and and just lock in 60 feet away when you got all this distraction around you? And then you mentioned, then you're in some hotel in Delaware or whatever, just kind of hanging out, just waiting. It's insane, dude. It's not. Didn't even
1: get a chance to pick up a ball. I mean, you know, the hotel room's only 30 feet wide, so it wasn't much room to play catch. (laughs) We weren't doing anything. Who didn't even touch a ball, and you know how that is when you don't touch a ball after oh, yeah. you know oh. if you don't pick up a ball for two days after you know throwing every day, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. But uh, I mean, it worked out all right, but wasn't ideal.
0: Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's one of those things, and and you see some of these when they're a nationally televised game during the season, they're not canceling the game. They're not like, oh, yeah, all right, we're just going to cancel this game. And then when it's a World Series, that you are getting those games in, mate, because. There's yeah. no sunshine in two weeks from now. Oh, let's just suspend it. You've got to get that, get those games in. Rain yeah, we got to shine. keep up
1: with the schedule. We've got to keep up with the... You know, I mean, at that time, there was a the World Series. There's only two teams left. But yeah. think about, you know, right now. I mean, they did actually postpone the White Sox-Houston Astros game yesterday due to rain. Must have been coming down like cats and dogs. <laughs> um, you know, we start just putting games away, rain outs, rain outs. Like, it's messing up all the series and the schedule, so...
0: Yeah, man. You mentioned you know pitching some of the snow. I remember pitching in, in Denver, Colorado for my first time. I struggle with altitude. Oh. I don't know what it is. I grew up at yeah. sea level, grew up on the beach. I come running. And I've been in altitude before, and I've noticed yeah. that I get like you know lightheaded, or whatever. I remember coming in. Yeah. An I'm all, you know, this is early in the year. It's cold. Come running in in April, charging in from the. And I'm like, it's oh, not too bad out here, dude. Yeah. I was out of breath, man. I get through my eight warm up pitches. And I was about to pass out. <laughs> I was just, oh, like, yeah. I'm was like, out it's of no shape joke. You. Yeah, and then the it's, ball I the ball was so slick, and just trying to throw a breaking ball to throw it, whatever it was rubbish. Carlos Gonzalez was hitting. I threw him this the biggest hanging <laughs> curve. <laughs> Place is packed too. Cause it was like, I think it was the opening series there. <laughs> I throw this thing, just spins out. He just pops up. I'm like, Oh, thank you. All right, I'm good, uh, I'm good. But no, man, pitching weather, and that's one thing. Watching, watching even a guy like Scherzer last night, but that was nuts, man. One nothing last night. The the Giants yeah. and,
1: and Long and the true. difference. Yeah, longer going, uh, going deep on an 0 02 pitch as well. Yeah. Which was, was actually, <clears throat> was a good pitch to hit. Um, obviously, Scherzer pretty much on his game. Look at his numbers. Like so, what three hits, one run, yeah. one walk, 10 punches. The typical line. Yeah. He's pretty, pretty much right him up for seven, a couple hits, a run, a walk, and at least 10 punches most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> you're a gambling man. But yeah, he, uh, Left one, right the zone there, and Longo got a hold of it. That was it. That was all she wrote. So when you
0: watch him, does he does he look different to you? Because you play with him when he was in his when he was a rookie, when he first came up, yeah. and he was like Wanda Franco. He was a huge deal coming up, and then you oh, play yeah. with him in in the in the prime of his career. Uh, Evan Longoria as a teammate. When you watch him now with the Giants, does he look slower? Does he look different? Does he look older? Uh,
1: I mean, I, I don't Gater. see enough. I mean, the bloke's still in good shape. He, he knows baseball. I mean, that guy knows the game in and out. You know what I mean? He's a very intelligent guy as it is. Baseball IQ is probably off the hook. You know, he, he knows the game. He Yeah, having his presence and his leadership there, along with a bunch of the other guys that have yeah. obviously got a handful, of not not even joking, handful of <laughs> rings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them there, they picked up, like Buster Posey, what do they picked up? Three rings in a matter of yeah. what? I think six years. six years or something like that, okay. which is yeah. unheard of other than the Red Sox who did it, I think.
0: Yeah, Evan Longoria, so when he came up from from the, from the get-go, you're saying he, baseball IQ, was he that driven, massive work ethic as soon as he got to the big leagues, or it took him a little bit to get to that?
1: I never, I never got to play with him in the minor leagues there. But once I saw him come up to the big leagues, he was just one of those polished players, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm saying that is uh you could just see like he was confident in his abilities i don't know whatever he did on the field except the you know whatever he touched turned to gold sort of thing you know what i mean i mean he was he came up and he came up running and he was the American League rookie of the year uh so he came up just hitting bombs and and, um yeah i mean the guy trusted and believed in his abilities yeah he he was very good hey
0: um you know you mentioned something to evan longoria chris bryant I wouldn't call Chris Bryant like in the same category as Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, but Brandon Crawford is the oldest shortstop in the game. You know, what I mean, When you're talking guys in their mid 30s right now. I love that yeah. the fact that because baseball, as you see in the years go by, there's been less of an emphasis of giving guys who are 35 and older. I'm not saying because oh yeah, give the yeah. old guys a, a, a go, but there's so much value in that that veteran A leadership and B baseball IQ. Buster Posey. Yeah handling that pitching staff, and obviously offensively. He didn't play last year in the COVID year, Um, but it's so good to see. And Brandon Crawford just went off this year. I love the fact that some of these veteran players, and you mentioned Wanda Franco, and this is a bit of a contrast to that. Here they are, the Giants. You don't hear a whole lot about them in the same breath as the the LA Dodgers who are in that division, but there is so much value. And again, I preface this because I know you and I are we're done playing and there's guys we've played against or with. Yeah, There's so much value though, man, in those kind of plays, in those moments. You mentioned Buster Posey, who's already been to three. He's won a World Series three times. Brandon Crawford's been there as well. Brandon Belt, who's injured right now. But man, there's so much to be said for those guys who can, who can hang and show athleticism at that age.
1: Yeah, they obviously take care of themselves, take care of their bodies. Yeah, obviously proven to be great players. And um, they've earned themselves those contracts and they've been able to, you know, play later into their 30s. And yeah. and who knows? I mean, you got a guy like he's getting away from um, the Giants here, but like Nelson Cruz. I mean, this guy just keeps hitting home runs every year. And like, when do you see the end? I mean, yeah, there's an age, but does it really matter? I mean, the guy 44, 47, I mean, if he hits 30 or 40 homers and does everything you want. you say, oh, hang on, mate, you're about to do 50 next year. Like, we probably can't give you a contract. It's unheard of. I suppose, hey, if he takes care of himself and prepares himself for the game like these guys do and uh, go out there and put up the numbers, we all know it's a numbers game. At the end of the day, hey, mate, if you can do it, more power to you, you know? For sure.
0: Hey, switching gears to the uh, – watching our buddy Liam Hendricks, who, by the way, he's uh, – and I've said this a couple of times. I, I text him. He's going to jump on. It's just hectic. I don't want to bug him right now
1: because he's yeah. in the midst of it. No, he's got a few things on his mind at the moment. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but watching – getting a chance to watch him, the first game he came into, um, the the White Sox got their first win. They are down 2 nothing, And those five-game series, man, too. You, you're down 2 nothing, man. You're cooked. Back to the wall. yeah. And he comes in. They got the whole, you know, the white socks. Got everything's blacked out. You know yeah. what I mean? And they oh, still yeah. have the big league. They do. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. That's the team you knocked off in um, in uh, two
1: thousand eight. Yes, it was a blackout, dude. That place is
0: hectic, man. Like it German- gets,
1: it does. They get behind them, and uh, and they really, they really came out to support them, and uh, yeah. they got a lot of power. They, um, they're a threat.
0: Yeah, it's funny, man. Like, and just just on that too, I won't bang on too much about this because there's still a lot to get to. You see the Cubs, right? They're in the same city. The Cubs on the north side, the 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 White Sox on the south side. And the first time I ever, I've been to both places, and you have too. You've played in Wrigley as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: completely different vibe. (laughs) First of all, you play in 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 against the Cubs. It's that not that family atmosphere, but it's just like a party. Like everyone wants to rock their and don't don't get me wrong, they are full on hardcore fans. But yeah. it's not the same hostility in a packed house. Even re- I mean, I've played them. In- you've played there in the playoffs. I've played there in the regular season yeah. on a weekend, and you've yeah. got that bullpen. And I'm I'm sure you've had plenty of experience here in Chicago. You have got the bullpen right at your feet. There is that that chainlink fence, that mesh stuff. And there's a bar oh, yeah. right underneath you.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so they can yeah. see you. You can't yeah. see them because it's kind of like. It's, it's yeah. not because it's a mirrored wall, but it's basically like because the men- like
1: they're, they're in the basement kind of thing, looking exactly,
0: but looking they're right at your at feet. You. So you're yeah. trying to warm up and they're just on you, dude. And again, there's a couple of beers involved or whatever. Oh, yeah, they're on you, even when you like sort of and you sit on that bench there in Chicago and you sort of walk out onto the grass there in the bullpen. And yeah. They just wear you out, dude. That's a hectic place to play.
1: Oh uh, yeah, they'll they'll give it to you. I mean, they they love their team and they'll do whatever it takes for their team to win. So they're down there giving it to you, face to face, like you said, right there in your face. But <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you have to have thick skin as a ball player, and you gotta. Yeah. You got to learn to live with that. I mean, that's just part of the game. You just block it out, put that mask on, and you, you just go to work. Yeah,
0: and it, it does affect him. Huh? Not that once you get out there, it doesn't, but when you're trying to warm up and you get up, all right, sit back down, get up, sit back down, and, yeah. and there's five of them, you know, a couple of buddies sitting around, they're, they're completely bulletproof. You know, they, 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 it's not that like you can get in their face. I guarantee if you, if you walk down, yeah. especially with you, because you're pretty emotional, as we all know, you yeah. walk down the side and got on their face. They'll probably sit down real quick. But when they're yeah. behind that mesh, dude, they can wear your ass out. And that yeah. whole place, it, man, it gets electric in there. And the noise too, man, like the PA system's loud and they've got that music and the fire. Yeah, they thump
1: it. They thump, they thump that it. PA system out there. Yeah. And then they got the fireworks going off. If they had a homer, it's just... Crashing and banging out there. Oh it's, loud. it's loud. It's a loud place.
0: I do hope. And again, this is, I'm time stamping this podcast a little bit. We're a couple of days behind. I do hope the White Sox, Red Sox play each other. That'll be a blast. I do yeah. enjoy watching the, the White Sox, obviously, because our boy Liam Hendricks is pitching. It's fun yeah. to watch him. He was pumped yeah. up. Did you see him pitch the other night?
1: Yeah, yeah, a couple of punchies, racking it, them up.
0: Does a Leighton Hewitt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got to give him a wrap. He's obviously been nothing short of phenomenal yeah. uh, these last few years gets his well-deserved contract there in free agency heads over to the south side they're in the playoffs there due to a lot of guys but he he did a great job he, he struck out we talk about you know a couple strikeouts in that game there uh throwing 99 mind you just humming it in there <laughs> he did end up walking away with the most strikeouts as a relief for a reliever this year. I think he had 116 or 113, I think 113 strikeouts this year in like 70 innings, which is yeah, he, he's one of numbers. the only,
0: one of the only players to have a hundred plus strikeouts and less than 10 walks or something ridiculous in the history of the yeah. game,
1: which yeah, is the nuts. strikeout, the walk ratio is insane. That's, yeah. that's eye popping. And then just the amount of strikeouts, you go to look up strikeout, you know, strikeout leaders, you know, all you see is starters, right? And then all of a sudden, you see a reliever in there, and he's got more than some of the starters in the game. So you know insane. you're punching out a few guys. So he's doing crazy. He's doing and, and
0: and and if you're wondering why that's what's the big deal there is because relievers get what a third of the innings, basically than than or half. If you get half the innings of a starter as a bullpen yeah. guy, you're throwing a a shitload basically. Yeah,
1: after so a third. I mean, if you, if if yeah. a starter's like top 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 starter, you want to get a guy what two. 200 plus let's say right maybe 230 is like the elite that's a lot yeah and then relievers you're getting into the the 70s sort of thing so in the 70 inning range i suppose yeah put it this way
0: as a starting pitcher if you can crack like let's let's say you're at 160, 160 innings for an average um starting pitcher or if you can get to 200 innings that's that's really good you got 30 starts yeah. You know, I'm not going to do the math here, but basically, you're getting deep in the game every single time. So, if you're yep. bouncing around 160 innings, that's thumbs up. It's going to get you paid. And if you can get 100 to 120 strikeouts, that's, that's good. As, that's kind of MLB yeah. average. I haven't looked at it. But, yeah, obviously, for Liam, I mean, for the amount of innings, we, we had him on. It's funny too, and this is something I'm dying to ask him. And again, I don't want to bug him while he's in the, but he's going to come. He can't wait. He's, he's listening to the show and he loves it. Yeah. Um, when we did have him on last year, when Peter Moylan was with him, Moylan, we're going to get Moylan on the show too. What am I thinking? Liam talked about, he said, oh, I don't work out anymore. Just hurts my back or something. I'm like, Come <laughs> on, how do you go from, because I've, I've witnessed him, man, when he was a starting pitcher, he was 90, 91, 92s, yeah. if that, with a sinker, good command. That's where all that command comes, out, only the seven walks. Now he's throwing 99. I was like, okay, how? All right, all the kids yeah. out there with the 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 ball programs and stuff, which which I'm I'm I I enjoy, man. I'm a big I'm big into them. They got my velo back the end of my career. How are we doing yeah. that, dude? Like how's he popping now 97, 99?
1: It's yeah. nice. He just uh he just says he just throws a bunch of long toss and uh rears back and just lets it eat these days. So
0: it's like Craig Kimbrell does a ton of knee on his knees long toss. You heard about yeah. that? Nah, he nah. he hurt, his, hurt his foot way back in the day. And uh, I remember, you know, he, he's only small. Like, he's only a little short stout dude, right? He yeah, yeah, Absolute fuel. Yeah. he's just quick down the mound. But he said, hey, man, one thing I I, I did was when he, he broke his foot or his ankle or something like that. So he, he started doing right. long toss off his knees. He goes, dude, my Velo went through the roof. This is before he's even a professional player. Oh, uh, you right. watch now, every kid listen to this or every dad's going to get me yeah, on kid. his hands and knees <laughs> playing yeah. catch. Well, I do it, man. It's part of my throwing program that I write up for kids. I get them on their knees. Oh, okay. They're 90 to 110 feet and they have to throw it on the line. But anyway, it's amazing when you see these guys like Liam Hendricks have this resurrection in his career and doing big things. Um, okay. Hey, speaking of that, and we're jumping all over the place here because there's a ton to get to. But speaking of that series, in the booth, AJ Pazinski, Adam Wainwright. Yeah. They were fun to listen to.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they're great. I mean, they you got a catcher, you got a pitcher, you got guys that had long careers. They know what they're talking about. Um, and the fact
0: that Wainwright just got done playing too, only a couple of days ago. I love that.
1: Yeah. I threw him right there. I mean, he basically turned around, packed his suitcase, and uh, you know, he's, he's still, he probably probably had the suitcase in the booth with him, mate. Probably hasn't even had a chance to unpack it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah he's, but, still got, um, he's still got the Cardinals pullover on.
1: As, yeah, yeah, I was wondering when I, when I was listening to that, I was like, hang on a second. He keeps calling him Oh, Is that Wayne, right? you got to be kidding. He just got done pitching, didn't he? It's probably still doing polls, mate. He's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still got ice on his shoulder and he's in the
1: boot. got ice on his Mark Mulder. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, do you listen to – do you put the game on mute? I know some ex-players who just put the game on mute. They don't want to listen to anything. They just want to watch the game. Is that you? Or do really? You like listen, do you like listening to these guys? I love listening to dudes. Some guys nah. I can't stand, man. Some guys are just like, nah. that's just so flat, dude. Like, Come on, be in the moment. Get excited a little bit which yeah. is hard to do do you, yeah. is, do you like do you listen to some guys sometimes and say oh, I know hey what are you talking about or you disagree with
1: uh yeah i mean it's like anyone right i think you disagree yeah. with some things or you or you listen to something and then you're like hang on a second that doesn't sound right but it's yeah. probably like some people listening to this right now <laughs> <laughs> but um, mate I, I want i want to hear the i want to hear it you know what i mean yeah. it, to me if if it's on mute there's just no atmosphere. It's probably like going to baseball games and there's no fans. Like, right. come on, you know we yeah. need that atmosphere. The fans are the, the ones that bring us that, you know, excitement, that atmosphere. Just talking and listening to, even just listening to, um, you know, the guys getting interviewed last night. You know, Kike and Anders. I mean, he's just talking he's about going how,
0: off, by the way, that guy's
1: going off, going he, off like 474, a, like fireworks, mate. Yeah, but he's. Uh, <laughs> And he was talking about how when Boston went to 100% capacity, like, you know, they love their team up there. Like, as soon as they say 100%, you know, everybody's out the doors and they're going to be at the gate to that stadium because that place just fills up. I remember playing there years ago, whatever. They talk about how that place is just every night packed. I don't care if it's a Monday night or a Thursday night or what, or a Saturday night. There was not one seat in the house that you couldn't get tickets to go to that place. It was just packed, jam-slammed.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so having yeah. all the fans back is is just, you know, oh and, and being able to hear that broadcasters and the whole thing, just the whole package that and the whole entertainment that this game brings you is, yeah. um, is great.
0: I do like the fact that they're micing up a couple of things. First of all, they're way more emphasis on the sound of the game. That's huge, man. Sometimes when you listen yep. to a broadcast, they sort of they they the crowd mic. They numb the crowd mic a little bit because they want to make sure that the the everything levels off. And yep. I'm not going to dive into into broadcasting here or anything like that. But yep. one thing I do like AJ Puzinski, Adam Wainwright. They they they're loose when they talk. They're not trying to just throw numbers at you all friggin' day. They're ex players yep. and they're talking as if they're actually sitting there. Like Puzinski's behind the dish. Adam Wainwright's yep. talking as if he's pitching or talking about guys who are playing. Yeah. And the other thing they do too, you mentioned the crowd noise. They jump out of the way when there's a big moment, they slow down, and they stop talking and let the game breathe and let the game talk the sounds and everything.
1: Yeah. And one
0: thing that Fox is doing a really good job. First of all, they're micing up. I love the fact they're micing up when they when they're going the umpires are going to do the replay. I love replay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can hear there's a massive emphasis on the, on the noise of the game. You said it, man. I mean, it's hard when you're at home and it, the, the biggest trick is, is getting the feel of being at the game. And sometimes if you're, if you're listening to this from Australia, you've never experienced a playoff game or a packed house or something, there is nothing like it being there. It, it was so missed last year. Even though, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm watching the playoffs last year. I, I, was, I was talking to Chris Martin and Mark Melanson last year on the podcast right after the playoffs. And they hinted towards it. Playing in front of no fans... No, thanks, man. Fact no fans, no fun, mate. Yeah, 100%. And, really and, is. And obviously, as we're going in a generation from now, hopefully it's not a situation where, oh, it's better just to watch the game at home, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. no. Last year showed you, one hundred percent. Get your ass out to the yeah. stadium and experience that. Uh,
1: pack the stands out and uh, oh, yeah. and get out to the games for, for sure. sure. Players love it, and, yeah. and I know the fans do too. So
0: hey, speaking of packing the house, we're going to uh, transition over to that's Grouse, <laughs> right? Well, in the be, Aussie let, segment.
1: Before before you do, oh, oh, oh. before we do, I've got to hit one more series there. The Brewers yeah. in Atlanta. Let's. I know. It. I know they. Um, I don't want to miss them. Moila will be be spewing if, oh, if we Moeller, do that. Moila's is calling games out there for Hot Lanta.
0: On Bally Sports out in in Atlanta,
1: he's uh, he's working for the Braves after his long career with them. So that's great to see that series there. Is, it's been a close one, but it's just been very low scoring games. And yeah. then for the Brewers, mate, yeah, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to pitching. The Brewers they've been shut out for I think twenty seven straight. Uh, out of the twenty seven innings, I'm sorry, they've scored two runs.
0: Well, look at this, man. I'm just I'm just having a glance at the Brewers roster. When you talked about Wanda Franco, who, 20 years old, never played in the postseason, but just comes out and just oblivious to everything, apparently, and just goes out and, and, and crushes, right? And you look at look at this roster. Who in this depth chart – I'm looking at their depth chart right now, going around yeah. their position players. You talk about the offense. Is this a situation when you're watching them – they're a gun team, obviously. They won their division and everything else, and, and you know, a bit of magic out there in the Midwest. But look at their yeah. roster. You've got guys who very little playoff experience. Do you think yeah. this comes down to guys tightening up, trying to do too much, getting overwhelmed with the situation and everything else?
1: I mean, very well could be. You know, It's hard to say when you know, you're not there in the moment. You can only go off of what you're seeing. I guess you got to go back and, and look at video and think, okay, look at that pitch. Was that a really good pitch? Are they pitching them that tough? Yeah. Or did, or are they missing pitches? Are they swinging off of pitches? Are they trying to do too much yeah. as opposed yeah. to just driving that ball to right, not trying to pull off of it or, or just different things that, you know, as a player, yeah. I'm trying to do too, too much in this at bat. You know, yeah. I'm missing my pitch or I'm, I'm taking too many pitches or, or whatever it might yeah. be. But uh, obviously, you know, you can get caught in a little route. Uh, you can go up against some great pitching. Yeah, when it comes to those games, I know you talked about Wainwright and um, Brzezinski talking about the games. I do love John Smoltz. I mean, he does it on the he's doing it on the national level a lot. Yeah. And mate, he you know as good as he was in the starter role, he was also the closer. He just he breaks it down. And I mean, if you listen to that guy, and you're a pitcher, a young kid pitching, you're gonna learn a lot from him. It's just great to great to sit back and listen.
0: Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you brought him up. I, I 100- am <laughs> 100. 100% agree and sometimes yeah. when you get on social media which is just an absolute cesspool like people like yeah. to criticize and whatever because it's this whole thing about because it's easy to because you're on yeah. social you're on twitter and you've never never pitched to that level and you yeah. sit there and go oh does he even like the game now he's so old school well, no 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 what the uh, old school thing you're listening to is the is an actual player who's actually been there all of done- famer Hall of Famer, exactly. And I'm yeah. sorry, he was filthy. He was nasty. And he's been through well, injuries. Well,
1: well respected around the game by, yeah. I don't know. If you don't respect him as a pitcher, you, I don't know. what about the game it. And, or if yeah. you're
0: in a generation where you didn't get it, we grew up watching him. I mean, I grew up as a teenager. I watched him, you know, in the mid-90s yeah. doing his thing and even, like, in playoffs. Because in Australia, obviously, you, you only really got access to teams are in the playoffs. The Braves are in the playoffs the whole 90s, right? Yeah. So I watched him, man. He was, that's John Smoltz. That, that's the dude. And he's yeah. been on teams with other Hall of Famers. When he, and you're talking Tom Glav and Greg Maddox. So he's been around all these other baseball minds where he's had those conversations of four days in between the starts. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's had to do different roles. He's had to start, come back from injury. He was a closer there for a second. All these other little yeah. things that you factor in. Dude, the best, man. There is nothing better than sitting there listening to him. And when he goes off on a tangent, it's a good tangent. It's not like he's oh, just yeah. going off on some...
1: And my un- ears brick up, mate. I'm like, I'm, I want to hear it. I like the way he... And I'm thinking to myself, that's because you get that opportunity. And I think about it, and I'm thinking, okay, you got to sit there and watch him pitch, right? Yeah. In those games. But yeah. now you get to sit there and think this is what he was thinking when he was out yeah. there because no one else is knowing that. It's just in his head. This is what yeah. he's going through and what he's thinking while he's pitching. And now yeah. you get to hear that side of it. And that's why I think it's really cool about it, you know?
0: And on another note too, and just you know, sitting there talking about John Smiles, I got a chance. I went over to MLB Network. I was doing a show with him, him Harold Reynolds and Matt Baskersh, and sitting there. And I walk yeah. into that Studio Forty Two, and yeah. there's John. Smiles. I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm i going to sit next to him. <laughs> I don't belong <laughs> in the same friggin' I don't belong in the same room as them. I'd met him before years ago. But I'd never actually had a conversation with him. So I walk in. I'm super intimidated because there's the dude, man. There's John Smoltz. Yeah. I'm sitting there with Harold Reynolds and you know, Matt Vaskershon, who are great dudes. Yeah. I've met them before a few times. Matter of fact, Matt Vasgersian's the voice. If you listen to the intro of the show, when uh, Grant, the, your intro, that's Matt's voice. Anyway, so yeah. I'm sitting there and there's John Smoltz. and so Before we go on air, we're sitting off to the side on that little bench in studio for you too. And we're going back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And I catch myself, I'm five minutes into talking and I catch myself and stop and say, hold on a second. Why the fuck are you listening to my shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Yeah. That's how he is, man. He's just a good dude. He just wants yeah. to talk pitching and baseball in different perspectives. And he yeah. had some he had some stuff too that he talked about travel, like different teams that have travel lengths and stuff like that. For example, he said, oh, the Mariners, obviously the Mariners is a team I cover. Yeah. His theory is they're going to struggle years to come because of the amount of travel. Now, if there's no real research behind that, but he said, I'd love to look into that. And just things like that, he says, I remember a couple of years ago with with John Smoltz, he said, because there's all this talk about the shift, how it's bad for the game, hitting against the shift. And he was one of the first people to say, first of all, the game will correct itself because they're talking about, you know, one of the new rules that we'll get into down in this off season is by limiting the shift. His biggest thing was, look, the game will correct itself. Guys will start hitting the ball to left field once it starts to pay them. Like, in other words, yeah. home runs get paid right now. But there yeah. is a little bit of a, of a, a resurgence of contact and hit the ball the other way. He said that two years ago. Now, you're starting yeah. to see the game. Guys are starting mm. to hit the ball against the shift more. They're starting to bunt yeah. against the shift. But he's just yeah. that dude, man. He, he's so yeah. smart. Like you said, I'm glad you mentioned him. I hadn't had a chance to mention him, but, yeah, no, he, no, he's, no. he's going to listen to it. All right. Um, going from packing the house at some of these places, we need to transition into our Aussie segment, That's Grouse. Now, I want to kick off. Big shout out to our Australians back home who've been locked down. For how many days has it been they've been locked down for?
1: Something I saw was 106 days.
0: 106 days.
1: 106 days of blood, sweat, and no beers. (laughs) (laughs) Headlines (laughs) in the newspaper, in the Telegraph, blood, sweat, and no beers. 106 (laughs) days. When I read that, I laughed. All right,
0: well, we're celebrating Freedom Day back home. Right, they had freedom. freedom. Day. Basically, we're New South Wales, the state we're both from. They lift the, I was about to say, lift the curfew. They lift the lockdown. All of a sudden, pubs and yeah, you know, salons, all nine cafes. Boom, they're all open. Everyone's everyone's gung ho. Look at some of these numbers. Like, it's like guys.
1: being at the races, mate. and The gates open. <laughs> the gates open. It's on. It's yeah, on like, the, like know, being you know, at Week.
0: I love it, <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> they're off, mate. Exactly. Like Ramwick on, bo- on Boxing Day races, mate. So it, <laughs> here's some of the numbers. On day one of Freedom Day, Aussies yeah. put five mil into, into getting their haircut, right? In the salary. Oh, yeah. Me mum
1: was talking about how she hasn't had a haircut for four months. <laughs> it's the longest the hair's been in, buddy, in years, mate.
0: As long as she doesn't get the yeah. Karen haircut. Like, she, she oh, she, Jesus. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so so $5 million put in, put back into, um, into oh. hair salons or you know, hair by Leon down at Bankstown, there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bloody hell. Might have-, have to sharpen sharp their scissors up after that. Oh, bloody
0: hell, <laughs> Just running on fumes, mate. Just cut doing oh, yeah. undercuts
1: all day. And bloody- <laughs> That's it. Yeah, just crew cuts, mate, all day. Just like shearing sheep. <laughs> Next. Light them up. Line
0: them up. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. this number? This is staggering. This number. Thirteen mil put back into the pubs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Thirteen mil. Now who's that? Who's mil. that clown? Who's Correct. that
1: clown walking in saying, "Oh, if you,
0: you, you got a food special, <laughs> 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 you got a snitty special." Get you some gravy. Yeah, what's on? And mind you, the publican sitting there, mate. I've just been on my ass for over a hundred days. There's no specials going on here. Yeah, <laughs> full
1: price. So full price today, mate. Full price, snitty with state. Or, oh, or just or... finishing kegs, mate. Just finishing yeah. kegs, though. A schooner and you. Actually,
0: you know, speaking of, I should have saved this for a word of the day. A schooner. Yeah. Why is the schooner? Oh, a schooner. Let's, hear Let's hear it. A schooner and you, mate. Yeah.
1: yeah so back in Australia, you got different size. Um, glasses. You'll have a pint. You'll have a midi. <laughs> and then you got a schooner. It's a that's a good size, good size glass of beer. It's about an average size beer. Your schooner, schoey, short for schooner, by the way. That's right. you new love. <laughs> oh mate, how many <laughs> schooners? Just, how how, how, how many, many schooners?
0: How many schooners were put away yeah. on Freedom Day, mate?
1: Oh mate, they'd be knocking the throth off them. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good times. Good There's times another... back in Australia. And good on you, guys. Yeah. I know, every, I know there was a few, few people down in Melbourne that got a little carried away, but for most of the new people in New South Wales, they uh held tight for the lockdown. I know it wasn't fun. And uh, hopefully never have to see that again. But yeah, um, even got your freedom. Got your freedom back.
0: Even saw some uh, <laughs> some videos of Kmart, mate. There was a queue. <laughs> There's
1: a queue yeah. around
0: the corner. <laughs> Midnight. <laughs> Apparently on Freedom Day, dude, midnight, mate. Everyone's going in to get their big screen TVs and whatnot. Oh,
1: this <laughs> is getting ready for Chrissy shopping already.
0: Already, mate. Put it on lay by already. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Oh, oh no, but but seriously, like now, Happy Freedom Day. I know some of my mates were um were were pretty gung ho to get down to the pub. You have to be fully yeah. vaccinated, though. Apparently, I, I'm pretty sure you have to be fully or or at least half vaccinated or something uh, to get half. out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was fun to see, man. I got to say, it was fun to see that the Freedom Day, which they called the Freedom Day, that was the the, the name across the board. Uh, New South Wales And and just seeing them all Hit the pubs And and there was no like Oh hey We're capping this At at 25 patrons (laughs) It was (laughs) just (laughs)
1: straight Back to the gills mate
0: Oh know, Just keg after keg Just throwing it on the tap And off you go
1: Hopefully Hopefully Everyone got a taxi home Yeah Don't be driving home drunk Get caught by the RBT Or just get on the
0: stubbies mate Stubbies (laughs) (laughs) You're on the stubbies, are you? When your mates <laughs> is on the stubbies, you're like, hold on, mate. You, you know, what do you say? Full strength? What, what, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, full strength.
1: <laughs> oh, full strength. There,
0: there, there was another phenomenon going on. Um, everyone was you're allowed to have picnics, right? You're allowed to during yeah. the lockdown, you're allowed to go have picnics. So everyone's having, I think they're called pick ons. I'm, I think I'm butchering this name where basically, oh, okay, you go off and have a picnic five, yeah. five, or and again, I'm butchering this. I haven't got my computer in front of me right now, but. Yeah during the lockdown you're allowed to have picnics right yeah next thing you know everyone's got their blanket down at the park whatever. <laughs> that just morphs into this pic- next thing you know there's 20 blokes 20 dudes and, and 20 chicks or whatever hanging out crushing, having a barbie having a barbie yeah you know, and and then the, i think they're yeah. called ons. i don't know correct me if i'm wrong if you're listening sh- shoot a message to me on yeah. social but uh, yeah. basically you have a picnic and then they'll kick on back to the house Yeah, you know i mean so it's just oh, like yeah, a house yeah. party you know where I, I, the rules got the rules after the, the lockdown, mate, got super. Yeah, everyone turned a blind eye, mate. Everyone had a gut falling. All right, so one one more place. Now we did the um the travel agent. Let's talk about a, a, an icon that you're a big fan of, South of Sydney. What do we got? Yeah.
1: So this one's close to me. Growing up as a kid, I used to go there. We used to have a caravan down there <laughs> by the by the ocean. Awesome. So I can remember going down there as a childhood memories. Um, on holiday you know we'd go down there even on a friday afternoon we get down there for a weekend if we could it's down in Kayama. it's the blowhole down in Kayama. now there's two blowholes down there actually there's one a larger blowhole so what it is if you can get on and take a look it's pretty amazing actually if you get to look at it but it shoots up it says about 50 liters about 25 meters or about 82 feet high up into the air and if you're standing around the blowhole, I mean, you'll be saturated, you know what I mean? It's like going yeah. on one of those rides at uh, Wonderland, you know, when you're on the river ride or something like that, or <laughs> Disneyland or whatever. Yeah. Great spot to just sit there and, and watch, you know, nature be nature, mate. And uh, we grew up, you know, Ryan even more so around the water. And, it, you know, once you're around the water, it's just it gives you that calmness, that peace, that tranquility. Yes. It's just beautiful to be around the water. So uh, to hear this thing. To hear that nature make that sound in the blowhole, it's just pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's tranquil until you get blown off the rocks, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Trying to get a selfie. Yeah, blown into the blown into the ocean, and you're getting bounced around off those rocks. <laughs>
0: you can't. Now, this is not one of those ones you, you can't swim in there or anything like that, right? I've never been there, mate. I've, I've no, no, swimming. no.
1: You you don't want to swim in it. Look it up. Have a Google. Look it up oh. and see. You'll see the entrance of where the water comes in. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular, actually. It's. Does, it's does, any cool. muppet,
0: does any muppet try and get down there and swim down there in the uh, cave? I mean, you have to if get like the Westpac you- helicopter to come. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it wouldn't surprise me if someone has, but yeah, you'd be crazy if you did, I suppose. Yeah, you'd so do. what else?
0: So, so when you were a kid, the Bow used to go down there. Uh, did you have yeah. a caravan that was that was down there, or you took the caravan? No, nah, no, nah, we had
1: a caravan that stayed down there. Um, it was right right there by the beach. So, yeah, right. we'd rock up, pull up to the caravan, had the annex, you know, that extended oh, yeah. part of the caravan. <laughs> the best, <laughs> you know? mate. Yeah, we'd, best. we'd sit there and, um, yeah, we'd just enjoy the caravan. We'd go down to, it was, yeah, you just walk to the beach right there. So, you go to the beach and spend, you know, the weekend out there swimming and, yeah. you know, boogie boarding and all that stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> bodyboarding.
0: So you, 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 Corinne, your sister Corinne, and the Balfours, you, you're down there yeah. hanging out at the beach, walk up yeah. the local shops.
1: Yeah, I remember one of the things I remember and she'll, she'll remember it too, is, um, there used to be this, uh, little van that would come around and they'd sell, you know, like a little tuck shop, I suppose. So it would sell like, you know, your moves and stuff like that, your strawberry move, your chocolate move and like some different types of food and stuff. And it'd be early in the morning, like probably around nine o'clock. And you just hear, it'd moo like a cow, mate. So as soon as you heard that, it was, mate, race out there, get your, get your strawberry move, and yeah, you're good to go for the you know, day. You know
0: what's funny about that? Because everyone, in, every Aussie has that little, like, beach town or somewhere they go. When you have yeah. those school holidays, you go off to, whether it be a caravan or a cabin or a tent or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. When, you're, when you're a kid, you love it, right? You just said you've yeah. got the annex, like, yeah, mum and dad just sit in their deck chairs, you know, put a few things yeah. away, just kind of sit around and relax. Like, there's no, yeah. you know. It's, it's no playing board
1: games and backgammon. Whatever. Exactly.
0: Yeah. There's, there's really no t- the TV, but it's so funny. You get to an age too. I remember this, me and my sisters, you get to that age. You're like, Oh, this is boring. like all of a sudden <laughs> and you get, but when you get older, man, like now you just even talking about that, just brings back memories. I'm like, Oh, that sounds so friggin' good, dude. Just yeah. getting a caravan or something, just going in the middle of nowhere, no TVs, no screens, anything like that. Just hanging
1: next yeah, to the movies. Hang out, enjoy yourself. You're right by the beach, go for a swim, relax. It's just was like, it, was find, it, find that happy place, you know?
0: Yeah. Were you down there with cousins or family friends or anything like that? Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah. We'd go down there with some friends sometimes, you know. And then you'd meet people down there, people that went down there all the time, you know? Yeah, right. So so, so you're a yeah. south coaster. You're you, yeah, you, more you of had, a uh, south coast. Yeah, more yeah. south coast.
0: We head up north, mate. Better ways. Yeah, you, yeah you're up
1: north. <laughs> oh they're ripping up there. Yeah.
0: No, we, we weren't uh, riding the Escalades either, right, mate? We we're riding the escalads.
1: I think I think of Hilly, mate. Josh Hill. Got to give him a shout-out. Oh, out. yeah. Josh Hilly. him, and uh, I know he's listening. He's enjoying it. Have a good laugh. Yeah, so, uh, sure. I had to give a shout-out to him from uh, growing up down there in the gong. In That's right.
0: Yeah, he was, mate, he, was a he was my age. I remember he, he, he yeah. and I were on the same New South Wales country teams, and he was that dude, yeah. man. Like, if I was, you were playing for Newcastle, he was playing for Wollongong. Watch out, because he's come up, stepping up, just hitting bombs, dude. Thanks. But, he, yeah. he he played some pro ball with the twins, and then uh, yeah, he lives yeah. over here. Speaking of Australia, speaking of uh, hanging out you know, in the caravan, and everything else, one last thing. And I know you've been dying to get to this. Now, is, was this on purpose? Freedom Day came when they lifted everything up. Now, tell me if this was on purpose or not, because it seemed a bit fishy to me. Literally, what, a week or two after the grand final? Does that seem a little fishy to you? The fact that they waited for the grand final so pubs weren't chock a block or, or house parties weren't packed? Or no, yeah. could you imagine if they opened up Freedom Day? around the time of the NRL Grand Final.
1: Oh, I know. I- yeah, they, I mean, for sure, they probably sat there and were like, all right, if we open up this weekend, it's just going to be absolute mayhem. Because oh, yeah. for everybody that's listening here in the States or over the world, Canada, any other country other than Australia, who knows that the Grand Final was on just a couple of weeks ago, it's like the equivalent to the Super Bowl over right. here. So you know what happens when the Super Bowl's on over here. You got house parties, you got every man and his dog that doesn't even watch football is still enjoying that day. Most probably, you know, somewhere with a friend or a family member that does watch football. So over in Australia, they'd be doing the same thing. So what Ryan's saying is probably true. They've kind of held off, displayed off till the grand final's over, which it is now. And then, you know, open the state back up.
0: It was, it was a blinder too, wasn't it?
1: Oh mate, it was an absolute blinder. <laughs> It was uh, the Panthers, well-respected team. Last year, to the grand final, lost to the Storm. This year, get to the big show again, to the grand final. Yeah, knocked off the bunnies, mate. Knocked off uh, Russell Crowe's team. So he'd be spewing. But uh, 14 to 12, took it in a nail-biter, mate. But uh, yeah, great game. Loved it.
0: And just to give some reference, to, if you're in the U.S., Penrith is west of Sydney. The Rabbitohs are basically south Sydney. But so yeah. but, but but basically represent the eastern suburbs too. So kind of the the and different and, and talk okay and talk demographically too. The yeah. at western Sydney is kind of like t- talk me through it, mate. Eastern suburbs kind of like that hoity toity, you know. Yeah. And, and Penrith out in western Sydney is more of the the working class. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's it was it. very it, the fan two different completely different fan bases going at it. I oh, couldn't yeah, imagine. He's spot on. I couldn't imagine, mate. If Freedom Day opened up the day of the grand, oh
1: like, yeah, oh they, they would have been they would have been out of VV in in five minutes, mate. The pubs would have been chockers out there in yeah. Penrith. I think oh, yeah. I think they just opened up Penrith leagues again too. <laughs> 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 yeah, and and for anyone that doesn't know, all these teams that have leagues clubs, like here down here with the Bucks, there's no Bucks leagues club. You know, I don't know why they don't have one. I think they would be jam packed. Back home in Australia, each football team has a leagues club. People yeah. go there. They'll have, you know, they'll have a lunch. They'll have a dinner. They'll have drinks. They will go and watch the games there. You know, they've got gambling going on. They've got all different types of activities for the kids and and just whatnot. It's actually a great idea.
0: Where does that stem from? Because they have, you know, that you have a um, Parramatta Leagues Club. You've got uh, Panthers. Penrith it's, Leagues Club. Penrith Leagues Club. So basically, yeah, that stems over. from back in the day. That club was basically. You know, any kind of revenue would would sort of help out the team. And now, That's because right. you know it's obviously a professional sport, it's nationwide, everything else. But those leagues clubs still exist. Does that and that leagues club, I guess, still funds the team?
1: Yeah, I mean they're bringing in revenue. I know. I know that the well put it this way. I'm a West Tigers fan, and I think they shut the club down because they weren't going so well. And you look at the team; they almost yeah. shut it down too. So maybe it does <laughs> reflect the, the standings. <laughs> yeah. Then again for all our fans that are back home someone shout out and let us know i know someone knows someone's sitting at the pub right now or at the leagues club listening to this or or talking about it with their friends i got a few buddies back home i might have to inquire about that too yeah we've had no problem being
0: uh critiqued and and
1: corrected on
0: you know some of the uh the australian tourism that we had uh there's plenty of back and forth on the top step community over at facebook um about different different spots that we missed you know what i mean yeah. up and down the coast all right well man this has been fun i we're gonna yeah. we're gonna jump off here we got a, to a lot now just remember again we say this at the end of every episode if you've enjoyed this had some laughs much needed last laughs uh especially on freedom day that's massive the fact that everyone's had a chance to get out and and you know, enjoy a few drinks or see their friends in person. You know, this sucks even doing this with you on Zoom, mate. It's so much better than some of the yeah. conversations we have in person. Hopefully one day we can do this in person. But yeah. uh it's so important, man, just to connect with people in person. But hopefully this has given some people yep. some, some good laughs and, and banter back and forth.
1: I totally agree with you, mate. Um, I'm enjoying it. Hopefully everyone out there is enjoying it. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. But yeah. make
0: sure you leave a review too on whether it be Apple, Spotify, mm-hmm. Google Play, Stitch, or whatever you listen to. Good or bad, if, you, if this show sucks, man, tell us.
1: <laughs> we'll yeah. make it better. I'll, I'll kick Grant off. I've yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll delete the review if it's bad. Don't worry. Yeah,
0: yeah. We'll take it in. We might listen, but we'll, we'll, we'll delete it. It won't nah. be there for very long. No, absolutely.
1: Uh, mate, hey, we've been Trust criticized their whole careers, critiquing yeah. different things. That's the only way to get better.
0: Grant, it's been fun, man. And, and uh, have, have, a good, uh, have a good rest of your week.
1: Alright, you too mate. Take care. See you buddy. Them. Oh, no. killing them killing them just kill killing them oh, no. killing them just kill, kill killing them oh, no.